This is Soviet France and this is a duck in a tree. I was informed that we'd be sailing on Sunday morning and making course for South Georgia Island. I was slightly disappointed as I'd prepared myself so much for the Drake Passage, heading directly south to the Antarctica Peninsula. We were informed that we would hit South Georgia round about the 2nd of February, two or three days sail, and that we should expect Sea State 8 for much of the journey. I looked up Sea State 8 on Wikipedia and my initial sense of disappointment picked up its things and sidled quietly towards terror and foreboding.
I went out on deck with my headphones on and became quickly drunk with sound. It's a brutally loud environment and unrelenting in terms of the constant drones from the engines, from the pipework, from the funnels and vents. It would quickly prove frustratingly difficult to gather details from such a full spectrum of white noise chaos. But that realisation remained some way off. I swayed and shimmied across the upper deck into the aft hold, down to the engine room casings and the freight stores. Outdoors, the wind just shredded so many recordings. At the time, it was deeply frustrating, but I'm glad of the early heads up of what to expect when I get down to the ice. It will be essential to find ways of shielding from the direct blast of the wind in a continent where wind speeds can and do reach 200 miles per hour. Before going to bed I began to analyse some of the recordings I made of the ship from the quayside. The bright orange glow of the spectral analysis showed that there was a powerfully resonant frequency at play. It was hovering more or less on F-sharp, and by playing around a little more I figured out that the sympathetic resonant harmonics were suggesting that the ship, at least when idling in dock, is tuned in F-sharp major. Christian Schubert's Edin zu Inner Aesthetik der Tonkunst from 1806, a mapping of key signatures to emotional states in the age before equal temperament, says of F-sharp major, Triumph over difficulty, free sigh of relief uttered when hurdles are surmounted, echo of a soul which has fiercely struggled and finally conquered, lies in all uses of this key. I tell the ice advisor about this tuning exercise and offer that F-sharp major seems a pretty good key for a naval vessel. 
He, in turn, tells me about Canadian fishing fleets and how they exposed some ships to be lucky and others to be not so lucky, simply by capturing the resonant frequencies made by the individual vessels. Some ships just sent out a range of frequencies that repelled fish, whilst others transmitted frequencies that drew the fish in. A proposal for research would be to determine the fundamental frequencies of warships previously engaged in battle, to determine if there is a correlation between victory and musical key. The ice advisor nods his head vigorously. It's easy to see how morale could be impacted positively or negatively according to the nature of persistent sound on board the ship. Scene 1. Navigator on a slimy bridge taps the glass and looks to the sky. Newly assigned to the ship, they call unlucky. He makes his rounds and is perturbed by the defeated look in the eyes of all the crew. He takes his phone down to the engines and conducts a simple spectral analysis. There it is. Bright, bright orange bar on 103.83 hertz. A flat. With thinner bands on C and E flat. An A flat major triad, clear as day. The ship is tuned to A flat major. The key to the grave, death, grave, eternity lie in its radius. Scene 2. Navigator jumps overboard and swims for shore. War is hard enough without your own badly tuned vessel acting as the most insidious spy never to be known.
The watch calls darkened ship, which means nobody is allowed out on the upper deck and curtains should be drawn against all portholes. This, I think, is the most important job in the world. It is the height of civilization, a breath as wide as the horizon. It speaks of the full experience of human love, the fathoms of care in an ocean of tears. In this moment the romantic vision is born, and the weight of this and all worlds settle upon a single set of shoulders, the shoulders that support the head that turns to the fading crepuscular light far off in the horizon of this endless sea, with no ships to be seen and no land to be found. Darkened ship, the man who puts the sea to sleep and settles our infinitesimally small craft with our collective dust motes of dreams and hopes, longing and fears. Somewhere out there, a pod of whales push jets of spray from their blowholes. They dive, deep, dark, and deeper still. In the bunk with lights out, you can be fooled into thinking of the ship as a living thing, with each roll on the swell being the movement of breathing. Occasionally, there is a shudder, a knock, and a circular movement which lifts the stomach and then settles again, like a wrong turn in a dream.
The whaling station at Gritviken was active until 1966, and so would have still been working when my father was there as a young cadet, though likely in stark, fetid decline by the time he would have reached there. The company abandoned the station in 1966 on the grounds of diminishing stock making the facility economically unsustainable. Roughly translated out of the emasculating use of language deployed by administration, they killed everything there was to kill, then moved on elsewhere to find something else to kill. Look up the photographs. They're easy enough to find. They present a vision of hell. Men standing aloft on the very carcass they are stripping of flesh, fat and blubber. Belching clouds of smoke steaming from the vats and chimneys. Grim men, dwarfed by the landscape, dwarfed by the corpses, dwarfed in all likelihood by the very stench of the place. A charmless, mirthless scattering of functional buildings and shabby dark dwellings hunkered down in the cold bite, cut roughly into an unforgiving land, visited only by death ships dragging their cargo of kills to the red shore to a slipway of steaming blood and onto the processing slabs. This was industry as corrosion. No craft, little care. The guts were ripped from the sea and the boats were left to rot in the harbour along with the rest of the station infrastructure.
Everything has rusted uniformly, giving it the stage appearance of a curious and rather fantastic art installation on a grand scale. Original machinery and purpose replaced entirely by rich orange and umper casts of the originals. But you can't hide the weight of the metal. It's heavy enough to refract time. You can still hear the groaning, screaming violence of the past. Incongruously set back into this Wagnerian operatic amphitheatre of Screefields rocking glacier ice sits Gritviken Church. In 1902, a Swedish ship surveyed the site and named it. On board the vessel was a Norwegian seaman and fishing entrepreneur, Carl Anton Larsen, who recognised the business potential afforded by the site. He returned in 1904 and established a whaling station, processing 195 whales in the first season. He built the hamlet and populated it with 300 men his wife and three daughters. The church was commissioned and in typical Nordic fashion was pre-built before being shipped to South Georgia in or around 1912. Which is why a self-assembly, white-painted and desperately cute hamlet chapel should come to preside over a death factory.
The SMB was dropped from the ship so that the hydrographic team could make some detailed survey plots of the bay. The team lead is thrilled with the work they have been able to accomplish in the bay, and is happily processing the raw data passed directly from the SMB to the bridge. The reason why the data is so good is that there's no sea ice, and so the SMB is able to map out its grid points without interruption. The breathtaking retreat of the glacier also means that the team is able to get closer into land than it has previously been possible. So the situation is this, broadly. Because of changes impacting negatively, catastrophically on our long-term future, our short-term survey knowledge is much improved.
That was a duck in a tree with Soviet France. <laughs>